This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. In our, in our current state, you know, every game is huge, and, and, and we're, we believe we can get right back in this mix, you know, you know in, in the playoff hunt as well as the division. And so, um, gosh, you know, everyone is key. And, and, and we, I think it's kind of, you know, given where we started, when our back's against the wall, I think we, we play good and we, we, there's an, an added energy and, and passion to our, to our guys. And I think we feel that and we, we really rally in that factor that we know we're back against the wall and every every game counts you're in the locker room with tunch and wolf on your 24 7 home of the black and gold steelers nation radio well good morning everybody and welcome to the locker room today we are at the east club at heinz field celebrating with holy family institute the 27th annual arthur j rooney senior courage house awards uh, uh luncheon we, we thought it was the west uh you know the west uh, joint but we no, ended the up the west in club well, yeah, west, well, yeah well we we ended up getting a little lost well first of all well, we Kellen get was lost. lost we just we just come well came we got our here. steps in you yeah. know some of us need yeah. our fat guy steps to get them in yeah and some of us don't but yeah. i obviously do uh, but Kellen, our our producer on-site producer did a magnificent job because he he went he went all the way around the stadium twice. He, he was on the he was on the wrong floor. I did two laps today, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah two, I, two laps. <laughs> I was up on the third floor. That's where I was told we were at. Did two laps around to the rotundas and then realized, oh, we're on the second floor. So, you know. uh, so doing. Uh, were you carrying all the equipment? Yeah. I had oh man, oh, that you must stinks. have a good workout. Uh, <laughs> well, you might you might have to like smack Reagan one. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, we we are at Heinz uh, Field and uh, this is a great celebration. Twenty seven years. Uh, the Holy Family Institute has been ministering to the uh, people of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as w- when we came in, uh, you heard uh, Mason Rudolph talking about uh, the position they are. They're, they're, they have their backs against the wall. But they're in the hunt. They are in the run. I told you. What? The cord's going to bother you. <laughs> Well, no, it's not bothering me. He keeps going. You see that, Kelly? He's like well, it could, pushing it, pushing yeah, yeah, it. It's okay. Uh, I told you. Yeah. Well, well you know, uh, get on the other side. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, four and four, and yesterday um, you heard Coach Tomlin say, I am happy to be four and four, but I've never dreamt of saying that before. Right. Yeah. And, Absolutely, Chalooch. Uh, but but it, they're, in the, they're back in the playoff hunt. It's the halfway point, and and you know, Wolf, this is where you make your run. This uh, is it. You're I'm, right at that tipping point, buddy. I mean, the, the you know, having four losses if you get on a roll is not a bad thing. It was a bad thing when you didn't have a win. It was well, a bad yeah. thing when uh, you had one win. Uh, and uh, but uh, to this point, you know. Uh, the halfway point, and you make a run now. Uh, you you no you've got question. a good opportunity to make a run. Well, the Steelers are what four and one in their last five games. Yeah, stack three wins in a row. That's pretty good stuff. When you think about the fact that Ben Roethlisberger, when he goes down against Seattle, right? Did you think that maybe you might settle four and four is pretty good, uh, considering that Ben was done. 
Yeah, you, you know, know I, I didn't, you know, I, one of the things that I, I, I got to say is I wasn't picturing what was going to happen. True. I responded to what did happen. And uh, right now, uh, you know, that's why we came in with the Born to Run, uh, the boss thing, because that they are in a position to make a run. Uh, you know, people talking about this, uh, you know, the, the win on, uh, on Sunday was an ugly win. There is no such thing as an ugly win. No. There's only ugly losses. And, uh, you know, a, a win is a win is a win. That's what we used to say. And, exactly. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't care how ugly it was. Uh, the reality of wins are beautiful. And uh, you and know, I know it's yeah. like I said last night. Yeah, uh, there there are ugly dates, okay? Right. Because I, I obviously was somebody's ugly date. Right, for right, a few right. Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, you brought up one last night that I totally forgot about. My first fancified date. Yeah. At a restaurant. Yeah. With a little lady, and we went out there, and you know what? They had we had the shrimp cocktail, the shrimp cocktail thing, right. right? Yeah. So the young lady next to me, she says to me. What did you do with the shrimp tails? Because, you know, you're, you're, you're at a very young age. You're, what, 16, 17, somewhere in there. And you're like, you, you don't want to do anything stupid that makes you look stupid. Yeah. Right? So I'm sitting there, and, you know, I didn't know that the, anything about shrimp tails. They had, uh, you know, uh, stuff, crunchy stuff on it. So I'm just crunching away in the shrimp. And one of it was sticking outside of my mouth. And she looked at me. She goes, what are you doing? And I go, I don't know. I don't think they gave me any shrimp tails. I didn't, you know, you just put them on your plate or something. Yeah. And I'm eating the thing. Yeah. Okay, so that would put me in the category of ugly dates. Yeah, right, right. Uh, uh, what? You weren't even allowed to go on dates till you were 18, were you? No, I, you know. With a, with a, a girl from church? Yeah, it was a young, it was a youth group type thing. Yeah, you know? okay, yeah. Uh, so, so it was all about having your mannerisms right and stuff. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. You gotta, you gotta excite, gotta get excited. Um, this court is about your, you about your first day. It, it's okay. I, I just keep pushing that out of the way. Um, but uh, you know, we we are, we have cords uh, crisscrossed uh, as we're on the table here. Right. And uh, Wolf's cord is uh, uh, over my notes. Uh, but um, you know, one of the questions is, how good? can this team be how much of a run can they really make you know the interesting thing about this Toluch is it's really being predicated by this defense that has really started to come together that has posted 22 takeaways um, 11 fumble recoveries 11 interceptions I mean Gadzooks we've we've not seen the likes of this since Bill Cowher circa 1992 right right so you're looking at this, and you know how it is, sacks and fumbles and turnovers, takeaways, they tend to come in bunches. Right. Uh, at, at some point I'm wondering, is this is this one of those things that just happens, or is this contagious, you know, like guys are getting in on it and all that stuff, and, and will it just evaporate at some point like last year? I mean, you're talking about 15 takeaways throughout the entire year. Right. And we've got uh, seven uh, beyond seven at the halfway point. You know, I I, I really think uh, the way the defense is playing, they're going to continue uh, because of the energy that comes with the 22 takeaways and the 29 sacks. Uh, you know, 
it's it's uh, you know it it it's a team that is being energized both sides of the ball, all three right. sides of the ball uh, by uh, by what's going on. And uh, uh, we we talked about this last year. There is a a very very healthy competition, uh, you know, among sacks and uh, takeaways. And, uh, and, and, you know, you look at the AFC, and uh, it, it's, it's not like, you know, right now uh, the Ravens look like the team to beat. Right. Because uh, they, they beat uh, uh, the New England Patriots. But let's get back to, uh, uh, to this. Uh, how many wins do you think it's going to take to get into the playoffs? <sighs> Could it be nine? Yeah. I mean, nine, maybe ten. Uh, th- that's right around the number that's kind of, you know, uh, flying around McGord here a little bit. You know, I, it's, you know, you've got a, a few teams that that look like they can compete for this, and you got a bunch of teams that mm, don't look so good. Yeah, you know, uh, the the uh, I- I- the AFC is a very mediocre conference this year. Yes. Uh, and uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, four and four. Uh, three and five, five and three teams, and uh, right. it, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, like, let me ask you this: Does Kansas City look, un, uh, you know, very uh, look a little vulnerable, shall we say, without Pat Mahomes? Well, I don't know how long Patrick Mahomes is shelved. Right, uh, and they won with uh, Matt Moore. Uh, you know, they, they won. did, yeah, they, but they, he doesn't look like, I mean, he doesn't scare you the way Mahomes does. Um, yeah, but they're state farmer. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know, they're, I mean? you know, they're, 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 they're six and three and, uh, but they're two and three in their last five games. Uh, yeah. Um, but you know what? Uh, their, their defense is that they could, but all those weapons, Tyreek Hill, True. uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, uh, did you see him the other day Watkins. catch up to the running back? Yeah. They said he ran the sixth fastest time ever recorded in a game to catch up to the running back. I know he was he, he, and he ran twenty two point six yeah. miles per hour. Twenty two point are you kidding me? Yeah. Almost twenty three miles an hour. You could you could get pulled over in a in a school zone. Yeah. You know? I mean literally. You could get if you ran that fast, the cops would have to pull you over. Well they they don't call him the cheetah for nothing. That's true. Well, he is so uh, he is so that so was totally fast. remarkable watching yeah. that oh, man, and the hustle was also remarkable, and the discipline that he didn't hit anybody in the back. <laughs> yeah, you know he That's just true. he just outran uh, uh, the safety and got in front of him, and uh, that it was just, hilarious just because he just zoomed up, and then it's like. Okay, what are you going to do now? Well, yeah. I'm just going to run with you and make it make you look bad. <laughs> All right, so let, let's get back. Let, let's, All right, let, let's get back to this. All uh, right, we're getting back to it. You know, the Chiefs are six to, six and three. The Raiders are four and four. Uh, you look at the Indianapolis. Ra- uh, the uh, Colts are now five and three. Right. And Jacksonville's four and five, and uh, the Tennessee Titans are four and five. Uh, Houston obviously is leading. Uh, the uh, division at six and three. Uh, it, it's really interesting, the uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, the way the league, the conference is developing, and right. uh, and you know, you, you you go back to Pete Rozelle. He wanted parity. He's got it in the He's AFC. He's got parity. He's like got huge. parity. So you know, you you said, could you get the could could you could you get there with nine wins? 
I think you could get there with nine wins. I, I just I'm looking around the National Football League. I think ten years or ten wins rather seals it for you. I think you're in with ten wins. Uh, nine wins, you 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 could get there. So you're talking about going six and two on the back stretch here. Um, yeah, yeah. I, right? I, I, I think you I, I think you can. I think there's uh, a couple of teams that uh, are, uh, you know, I, I think the Rams are going to be a tough out, and I think the Ravens, the last game of the season, are going to be a doubly tough out. Are, are going to be a tough out. Uh, I don't know. You know, I looked at Buffalo, uh, and I go, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I just um, Buffalo doesn't scare me. They got uh, a good defense, though. That's a, I think it's a pretty good defense. If yeah, I recall. but we're playing them here. True. Yeah, we're playing. Uh, you know, we're playing Cleveland, and you know, Cleveland is so inconsistent. Chapers. Think about that. They beat they beat the Ravens, and now the Ravens beat the Pats. You know, it, it's. They didn't just beat the pa- the Patriots. They yeah, they spanked, they spanked them. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, that's to me that was impressive. That was one of the most impressive games uh, I've seen this year, based on how especially the Patriots' defense has been playing. I mean, look at. I mean, you go over there, you take a look at the Patriots' defense. They've only given up as is ninety eight points. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that's just unheard of. You know, I mean, they they were on a record pace, and all of a sudden. They got old real fast against they, they're, the, they're, they the are Ravens. Old. Well, they because, are old, but they looked real old. They looked slow. The McCourty brothers looked slow. Patrick Chung looked slow. Uh, Jamie Collins looked right. slow. Dante Hightower looked slow. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I just, uh, I just don't think, you know, I don't think they're fast enough for a fast team. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, and, and I think that's probably while. You know, uh, they lost the way they lost, and uh, the way they blitzed Brady, uh, the way the Ravens got after, the way Wink Mark Martindale uh, called the defenses, and uh, uh, they were just surrounding him. Uh, and he and he looked old. He looked. <laughs> he did. He, he he looked very. Uh, I got news for you. What? We look old, huh? We look old. Okay, but but we're not playing in the in that I understand. football league. I know? understand. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you 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 look. Uh, they looked old, and they looked slow, and they looked tired, uh, and uh, and it was uh, it was fun to watch. It was really fun to watch, and to think, I don't think, in the AFC. They are the team to beat anymore. I think that the Ravens are. Uh, I think I'm the not Ra- ready yet to uh, to go as far as you, but uh, they certainly the Patriots certainly didn't look as as overpowering as they had earlier on. I right. Mean, and I mean, let's face it. You you go. You got the Ravens. They lost to the Cleveland Browns. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's no other way to put it. They lost to Baker Mayfield. Right. Baker woke up feeling dangerous yeah. or something. No. You know. But no, he, he didn't feel. He didn't wake up feeling dangerous. <laughs> You know, yeah. I just I can never forget that comment. Yeah, just, yeah. It was a, and, a and the point, comment. Yeah. yeah, and the point being is simply that um, he was able to tip the mighty Ravens. Right. So, w- I, is this is this what we're going to see all year? Because I'm not convinced. I know this. They're 12 and three with Lamar Jackson, that being the Ravens, since they started him last right. year and everything. And everything looks good. Everything looked good with RG three right up until he got holoty knotted. Okay? Right. 
and you just never know. As you say, the landscape changes monthly. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see what happens with the Ravens. You know, one of the, one of the things, too, but I think Lamar Jackson is thicker than RG3. Oh, there's no question about uh, you know, that. And uh, RG, I think he's got a better sense of how to protect himself right, in the yeah. open field. Yeah. But you know, you know as well as I do. No, you you know you can have the best intentions and and have your, uh, you know your uh, uh, radar on for looking for incoming, and you just don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. All right, All we're right? gonna we're gonna take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're gonna continue this conversation. Uh, you know, segment one, we started out, okay, who who is the team to beat in the AFC? Is it Kansas City? Is it Baltimore? Uh, is it New England? Uh, and New England still 8-1, uh, and, uh, and the Ravens are 6-2. and two. And it's going to be a, an interesting dogfight. The Buffalo Bills are 6-2. and two. So, uh, uh, you know, they're uh, right now. They're the first team uh, that is uh, going to be a wild card as we see it now. But we're going to see how this plays out. He's Wolf, and I'm Tunch, and we're at the East Club at Heinz Field celebrating the Holy Family Institute 27th, 27th annual Arthur J. Rooney Senior Courage House Awards luncheon. We'll be back right after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. So you could say that about uh, uh, the Steelers' season. It is getting better all the time. And uh, one of the things, uh, uh, you know, it, it is one game at a time. And the offense is a work in progress. And based on the injuries and the defections, you can understand that. You know, right. Ben's hurt. Ramon's hurt. A.B. is gone. Lev Bell is gone. And uh, so, you know, it, it is a work in progress. And the chemistry, and as uh, to, to quote Mike Tomlin, the rhythm uh, is, is just starting to, uh, uh, to come back. And, and I think they're going to get uh, a, a lot better as it goes on. You know, Mason is, is 60 per, 66% completion, uh, 1,000 yards, 10 TDs, four picks. And, and and he's getting better, and he'll continue to get better because of his work ethic and the reps he will be getting during the games. Uh, and, uh, you know, they but, but Wolf, they have to come out of the gate fast. Oh, they got to come. Yeah. You know, we've got to get this getting started faster uh, a whole lot quicker. Right. And again, Mike Tomlin said Mason Rudolph will help Mason Rudolph get started quicker right all right what does that mean well it means that he's got to be prepared to come out and do a better job early on right and being able to deliver the ball okay in other words i, I get it um juju should have made the catch but that was a little bit behind juju well with his extraordinary capabilities of catching the ball but you can do a little bit better in getting the ball to him right all right the second thing about that is the wide receivers though 
need to make a play for a young guy. When you have a young quarterback, get Zooks, right. you got to go out there and you got to make plays, whether it's the offensive line giving him an extra second and a half, two seconds to study the field and throw the ball, right. or it's got to be wide receivers making a great play, a one-hander behind you like uh, James Washington made, right. not giving up that huge um, interception early on because you know, as I talked about yesterday, you know what we're talking about. When we're young especially, yeah. okay, because it affects you more when you're younger. Early on in the game, if you give up a sack, you give up a hit uh, on the quarterback, it makes you get the heebie-jeebies. Right. And you start to scramble a little bit right. because you're not used to being able to weather storms yet in your life. Right. Okay, out there on the field. Because you don't have the point of reference. You don't have – thank you. Yes, that's exactly where I'm trying to go with it, though. I didn't know what I was doing with it. But the point is, but you the get point it. of reference, get there, yeah. we're getting there roundabout, and thank you for translating what's in my mind. Okay, the point being is that, that's a scary place to be. I, you should be me. <laughs> <laughs> so the point is this, is, this is what you need to do to help him. Come out and make some plays. Right. If you remember Miami, it's his first throw. He gets intercepted. Yeah. Against um, the Colts, it was his fourth throw. Okay. So you got to get over this early on interception thing and get this thing started and get some success. Remember, success begets success. Right. Yeah. And uh, wins, be, winning begets winning. As, right. Uh, as our uh, old coach uh, Chuck Dolan used to uh, Absolutely. say. Um, so uh, you look around the league, and there's a lot of young quarterbacks. You Watch know, Baker, your coffee. I know uh, you're got the Baker Mayfield thing going on. Uh, Darnold, who sees ghosts. Uh, Josh Allen, I would still rather have Mason. Uh, I, you know, I, I think because his work ethic and his uh, uh, his well, everybody toughness, keeps wanting yeah. to hold him down because yeah. they got him in the third round right. when, in fact, the Steelers had him on a first round grade. Uh-huh. And I think it's just a great job by Colbert and company yeah. to be able to come in there and snatch him up and get him in the third round when, in fact. You believe this guy had a first-round capability grade. So all the people and the naysayers that keep saying, wow, he's just a third-rounder, how can he be a franchise quarterback? Hey, Tom Brady was a sixth-rounder, Six yeah. uh, right? And it, it need to go no further than that. Yeah. This young man right now, he's got what I already love. He's got the discipline to yeah. be able to go and he studies like a fanatic. Right. He's, he's disciplined. Guys say he goes to bed at the same time. You know, he eats at the same time. He's very dogmatic in his approach to preparing for a game. And let me tell you something. That's huge in a young guy. Yeah. you got to get it down early because you can't be midway through your career and suddenly go, I need to improve my study habits. It doesn't work well, that he, way. Well, he, he was, you know, he came in as, the, as, as a football freak. Who was it that he said came you, tra- in, you yeah. train quarterbacks? Two ways, one from the neck up and then one from the neck down. Yeah, and then one from the feet up. Uh, yeah, yeah, the ground All right. up. All right, that's uh, Sean, not the guy I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, Sean Payton said you uh, uh, you build quarterbacks from the ground up, right. meaning footwork. Footwork. And, uh, but the neck up was about getting the study and right. the preparation. Yeah. Then the neck down was about the physicality of the practices, right. which would include from the feet up. Boy, I'm, I'm all confused now. No, got, you're 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 on a roll. Uh, I but, am. but so, but the 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 point being that uh, uh, that Mason Rudolph he's got secured it from the those neck up. He, he secured those two things. Yes, and he's, the neck he, down. He, he, you know he he's a guy 
that is a film rat. He loves to watch film. He loves to grow uh, in his knowledge about football. Yes. He already, and in this offseason, you know, we talked about this uh, before, that he worked on his footwork all year. And one of the things we saw in training camp and we saw in preseason, uh, what, you know, and, and also, you know, the, 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 you got to give them that the, the defenses are vanilla uh, in preseason. But he looked very, very sharp. But he looked sharp because of those two, because of his head knowledge of the game and because of his footwork. Right. He worked on the footwork. He got rid of the ball quick because he set his feet. He moved around in the pocket because his because uh, his footwork was great. And then uh, uh, he's throwing the ball down the field better because his footwork right is really good. Now uh, the question is, how does he how does he grow into a guy that comes out the gate hot? A mm, little you're, help you're, from his friends. Yeah, you got a little help from your friends. Yeah, I mean, he started off good. He completed like uh, three passes in a row in that fourth one and then bounced the, off Juju's hands. Yeah, and, it, and you know, Juju don't normally makes that catch. Oh, he makes that yeah, catch, yeah. yeah. He, George, Juju I mean, I think really, back to the Miami game again, what a great job in my mind when you have Deontay uh, Johnson running underneath, and it's at second and nine. And it, it's the easy throw. It's the safe throw. You throw to Deontay underneath, and he's got the at least near the sticks, if not the first down. But he holds on to the ball, and he waits for Juju to clear down right. the field, gets one-on-one, mano-a-mano along the sidelines, and he throws one up knowing that Juju is a guy who generally can win those one-on-one 50 balls. Right. And he, and he does. Uh-huh. And then you turn around the next week, and, you know, Kabong won. That's – that's tough. Yeah. That creates that sort of indecision right. and that hesitancy to make the throw on time because it's all about, in my mind, with, with Mason. It's about he's got to stay on schedule with the right. ball. Yeah, he's got to come out with the ball. And one of the things that I've been impressed with is uh, he is patient. He'll take what you give him. Now, everyone's kind of going, oh, he's thinking and dunking too much, you know, the check downs. Hey, Tom, Tom Brady's Brady that a way. Off. Tom Brady makes a living off that, and uh, he's going to check it down. And uh, Jalen Samuels has done a great job catching the ball, getting first downs. He and, did. Uh, you know what? And, and you you can't. And and it's going to open up, and it's going. He's going to get better at throwing the ball downfield. Uh, I, I I truly 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 believe that. And uh, as he gets better, as he sees the game, you know you know how it is. When you're a, when you're a first year starter, right, you see the game a little blurry. Oh yeah, you're you're very very in tune with your responsibilities, but for a quarterback to see the game more clearly through glasses, you know, I always say it's you know some people right. says the the game slows down. I think it you see it clearer, uh, you see it more clearly because. Uh, uh, you know, your your vision starts to to get better. Your vision well, starts you know to increase. where to look. Yeah. yeah, the game, as we always talk about, slows down for you, uh-huh. and that's because you can't anticipate. Right now, I don't think Mason's quite able to be too anticipatory towards a lot of the routes he's he's got. You know, in the sense, if you remember, like Miami, that was the thing. We, he kept looking like he was 
watching too long. Right, yeah, right? he was holding on to the ball He's too long. He's holding on to the ball too long. And I think it's just – A little paralysis by well, analysis. Yeah, exactly. And I think the more he plays, the more that's going to come into focus, if you will, using right. your – vision your glasses type thing going on and he's going to be fine and start delivering the ball on time right now it's a timing thing and right now it's about seeing with anticipation so that you have clarity yeah but that's to come and it, remember it's just a second year guy right 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 all right and that's the thing you got to remember and he's good and, and he's getting better and we see yes. it that, that he's getting better. No question. And so, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back. Well, Sister Linda's here, man. Yeah, yeah, Sister Linda. Better watch it. She uh, might whack you with that uh, thing. Uh, she's got, got a cane. cane. Yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, we are, uh, when we come back, we're going to give out our MVPs, offensive MVP, because it's the halfway point. It is the halfway point. And, uh, uh, how halfway is that? Yeah. How halfway? Okay. That's it's, it's exactly, exactly eight halfway. weeks. Okay. We I got eight make weeks sure. in and eight and eight weeks to go. Because you get that bye week, sometimes it confuses. Yeah, you. Well, it, it did confuse you. <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. He's Wolf. I'm uh-huh. Touch, and you are in the locker room. This is an in the locker room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from ten to noon on your twenty four hour home of the Black and Gold Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. All right. We are back. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. We are at the East Club at Heinz Field, and we're celebrating with the Holy Family Institute their 27th annual Arthur J. Rooney Sr. Courage House Awards Luncheon. And uh, this place is filling up. There's it a, is. There's a lot of uh, uh, auction events, live auction events, uh, silent auction things. And uh, it's uh, very, very, very cool. And, uh, of course, uh, James Conner yeah, is going to be receiving the Ed Block Courage well, Award. That's right. Uh, and uh, James, rightfully so. Yes. Yeah, rightfully so. And uh, we saw Sister Linda, who's yeah. recovering from hip surgery. Yeah, right. She's she, doing very well. She's got a new hip, yeah. And she's been uh, involved since the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah, since the beginning. Driving uh, force. Yeah, driving a force. A force of nature, as yeah. our buddy Alan Woods used, yeah. would describe her. All right, yeah, she's a, a wonderful lady, a wonderful lady. So let me ask you something. Offensive MVP. It's the halfway point. We had an MVP at the break, but this is this is the better, you know. And as as we always say, the uh, NFL landscape changes every four weeks, and it's changed already. So, the question is, who are you going for your offensive MVP? Wow, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Dave DeCastro just because I thought Dave had the has had the most consistent, complete of the offensive linemen up front. Um, it's been difficult. Ben goes down. James goes down. Um, you just haven't had the passing game success that uh, some uh, people have had. Um, it's it's uh, uh, some people have had. Uh, just have not had the passing game success that you would think that they would have. Right. And so I'm going to go to the offensive line because I'll tell you, I, I was thinking Vance McDonald, but Vance, you know, has missed some time and so forth. So I'm going to stick with Dave DeCastro. And put it on uh, that big dog. I'm going to go with James Conner. Uh, and, uh, you know, 
He's got, uh, uh, you know, he's been dinged up, so he hasn't had, so he hasn't made the impact that uh, he did last year. But he's not well on his way. He's got the 380 yards uh, rushing at 3.9 right. average, four touchdowns. I love the way he runs. I, I just love the way he runs with abandon and the way he makes guys miss and the way he runs over guys. And then There's no uh, denying that. That's yeah. why he's always getting nicked up a little because he's a human crash test dummy. Right. So, and then you look at his receiving yards, 29 catches, 236 yards, two touchdowns, and 8.1 average. He's got 616 total yards, and he's got six touchdowns. And that's leading the team uh, in in impact uh, for an offensive player, and he isn't, and he hasn't played every game. No, so, he hasn't. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, uh, James Conner, and my hope is that he stays that that he can stay healthy the rest of the season. That he no gets question it, about yeah, yeah. Here's what I love about the young man. Um, yeah. He is a fistful of dynamite, a la Rosie Nix. He's like kind of Rosie Nix with a ball, you yeah. know, and running ability. Not that our man Rosie can't do that. You know, love Rosie. Yeah, okay? right. Okay, so big fans of Rosie. But the fact is, James Conner is the guy. He's the guy that everybody thought was the guy when, you know, they drafted me thinking, oh, you know what, this guy could be pretty good. And, and he's lived out that story of toughness and, and everything else, the crash, bang, boom. Um, the, unfortunately... Uh, it seems that the, something along the crash, bang, boom gets him now and then. Now, talking about crash, bang, boom, did Rosie get nicked up? Uh, he re-aggravated, from what I understand, re-aggravated the knee a little. Oh, Re-aggravated re- it. Re-aggravated you know? it. Yeah. Yeah, and so. Uh, and so, and that's that's really unfortunate. Yeah, and I, and I'm I you know curious uh, today when uh, Mike Tomlin uh, addresses the media. Right, uh, we'll, we'll get an update on we'll, that. We'll What's going on, on with that. Rosie? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, because when he's come back, the running game jumped back to life. It did. Yeah, and, and even uh, Mike Tomlin had said it's no coincidence that the rearrival of Rosie Nix uh, coincided with the rise of the running game. Right. right. Yeah. No, I mean because when Rosie's in there. And they play regular people, which is one tight end, two wide receivers, a fullback, and a tailback. Uh, they're, they, the offensive line I has love their it. hands in the dirt. I just yeah. think, yeah, yeah, they get they grab some they're dirt. They the get ball. low. They get after people. Right. Dead Zooks, man. I mean, it, it, it just gave me a little chill to see that out there last week when they were banging away with a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just because that's old school football. And I think, you know, amongst all this three and four wide receivers, thank you, sir. Um, greatly appreciate. Yeah, and uh, amongst all of these three and four wide receiver combinations, empty backfield and shotgun and all that, going back to the old school lead with the fullback, slobber knock a guy, let the back cut off. Right. Whatever the blocking scheme is, be it the fullback or or the guards that he's anticipated, that's that's just still the way to get it done. Right. Yeah. And I think especially with all these hybrided out linebackers and, and the lack of the Dante Hightowers and people like Vince Williams, uh, you know, that a lot of teams I have, I, I just think that a return to some power running is, is a way to go. Well, and uh, uh, we saw it with New England. New England set the tone uh, last year. They, they, they were, I think they were the f- not the first team to go back to smash ball football, 
but kind of. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, you, they they did it at the most important time, the yeah. most prominent time into the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, you, you 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 know, you see San Francisco, they they got Uzcheck, Kyle Uzcheck, they got him from Baltimore, and they're using him. Uh, they're using him, uh, and it's funny. I, I I'm curious to see how much uh, how much the Rams employ. The fullback uh, this week. Uh, because, Absolutely, yeah, we'll get yeah. a gander at that. And yeah, get I, locked I, and loaded because this is going to be an exciting game coming up on on the weekend. But right now, uh, it's about I wonder and, and and thinking about you know Rosie Nixon and that uh, Mike Tomlin press conference because just being able to have him available and you know forget about if, I mean if you just simply said the addition of what he does on the special teams, yeah, watch him. I mean. He really gets the job done. And right. then, of course, is the addition of being that lead blocker. Right. And, uh, you know, as far as Tyson Alou, Alou goes, Tyson's got to know that uh, it's a lot harder than it looks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, the 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 thing that I love about – And don't forget, Tyson – and for, for folks listening, he, he, Tyson – played a couple of plays when Rosie was down. Right, and, right, um, yeah. But Rosie, he kind of whiffed on a guy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, Patrick Ricard uh, of uh, the Baltimore Ravens right. is a defensive tackle, and he runs at fullback. Yes. Uh, and, and now, he, was he a fullback first, or was he a defensive uh, uh, nose tackle? I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think he was a defensive that. tackle because he doesn't look – he looks three – he's 310. I know. When was he a fullback? I, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, but let's get back to um, Rosie being in there. Yes. What I love it is it establishes a physicality to your offense and not a finesse. You know, uh, you know, Mike Malarkey, when he was the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, right. he employed the fullback. He had a lot. He had a very, very intricate running game. We used to call it the smash mouth football yeah, sma- with a touch of effervescence. Yeah, that's right. Smash mouth football with a touch of effervescence. That's yes. that's great. That was you. You you coined that, um, but it was good because it was physical, and uh, when Rosie's in the game, we are more physical. Yes. And uh, it, it's 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 a great opportunity to be more physical, and uh, so I so uh, I think so. You you're you're going with uh, um, uh, uh, got to go with Dave DeCastro for my MVP. Yeah. Again, one of the things about him, he is in my mind right now the best pulling guard right uh, in the NFL. Right. I mean, you watch him if you'd watched. Trey Edmonds, like I said, we were talking last night, and I know right. you and I are a little disagreement on it, but when Trey Edmonds dove into the line, I just think if he had stayed on the hip of Dave DeCastro, uh, would have let him into the promised land, gets himself some pay dirt. Yeah, I, I think that the, the penetration screwed him up. I, uh, that, oh, easily yeah, could have. Yeah, yeah, and I would say this, too. If I'm a young guy and I'm just getting first action, yeah. and I'm down there on the goal line, if I see a crack of daylight, which he probably yeah. saw, I – I want to go as straight as possible. Right. I don't want to, you know, be running yeah, sideways. Yeah, that's right. He, he's going to run straight. So that's straight, his yeah. natural incon- inclination. Yeah. And, and be. Uh, you know, and Trey Edmonds hasn't had that many reps no. in games. No. Uh, he's, you know, so he's he's got to, you know, he's getting, he's going to get better and better and better as he gets the reps and reps and reps. The, the, the curious thing to me is uh, does – James come back this season. 
season. You mean yeah. this week? Yeah, this. The, I mean this week. Yeah, this this week. Does he come back? I and, don't know, but I I got this in my mind. Yeah, that forty-five yard gallop by Trey Edmonds. He was looking better than ten movie stars. Right. I'm telling you what. But that hole was giant. Well, yes, it was giant. And that's what you want. Some giant holes. Yeah. But that was that ride thirty-eight. Yeah, they that we they used ran to run. it perfect. Yeah. And they absolutely did a great job. And and Marquise, I love Pouncey coming around and throwing his body out there, making right. guys. Even if you don't get them on the ground, you nip at their ankles if they're way out in front of you, yeah. and you make them protect their feet, their their knees, their low body, and it knocks them off stride. They can't make make the play then. Yeah, you know when uh, uh, when they pulled out. So uh, Dave DeCastro on that right thirty eight pulls out, kicks out the corner. Right. Uh, uh, Marquise Bouncy pulls around and gets the linebacker. And then it's Katie bar the door. Uh, Trey right. Edmonds is running, and he is, uh, uh, I mean, he is wa- wide uh, in the open. And, you know, when Pounce cut that linebacker, I mean, he didn't actually go down, but he, but he, he, got, he got tied him. up. Yep, he yeah, spun he got, around, and he couldn't run. He got tied up. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and that was he, just a great job, and Trey did right. a wonderful job of just running as fast as he could. Shoot, man, I mean. I know that, you know, we could say that we could have run through that hole. Um, right. But no, because we, we wouldn't we're be running. Slow. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were too slow. Yes. All right. Uh, when we come back, I want to find out who your defensive MVP is at yeah. the halfway point. Uh, and uh, uh, he's Wolf. I'm touching. You are in the locker room, and we are live at the East Club at Heinz Field celebrating the, whole, the Holy Family Institute's 27th annual Arthur J. Rooney Sr. Courage House Awards Luncheon. We'll be back after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Steelers Nation Radio. So we're back, and we are celebrating at the East Club uh, Lounge at the Heinz Field, celebrating the Holy Family Institute's 27th Annual Arthur J. Rooney Sr. Courage House Awards Luncheon. And a lot of people here, and it's a, a great, great event. It is uh, a great yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. And so, okay, uh, before we go to the phone calls. Yes. Who is your defensive MVP? Well, I had said it before, and I'm going to stick with him again. I said it before the bye, and I'll uh, continue on. That would be uh, T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt's got 26 tackles, seven and a half sacks. He's got four passes, defense, and interception. He's forced three fumbles. He's recovered three fumbles has a numerous bunch of quarterback hits and right. tackles for loss. And one statistic that I really found interesting, uh, in the last 12 games, he's forced nine fumbles. I mean, that's that's really practicing ball awareness. And I think overall his game has just been terrific. We saw, as I talked about earlier, out against L.A., against Sam Tebby, the right tackle. And we saw just a monstrous repertoire of pass rush moves used by T.J. Watt. I think he's growing like crazy, man. Yeah. And his ability to pass rush and, and, and throw different moves together. And his ball awareness and his strip skills 
are uh, just coming into full blossom. So he would be my defensive MVP. And, as I said before, he would be my overall team MVP. You know, uh, I'm, I'm struggling with this a little bit because, I, you know, I, I, everything you say about T.J. Watt's true. But Minka Fitzpatrick has 30 tackles, four picks, one forced fumble, one touchdown. And okay. he's done it on only how many games? And he's only done it in six games. Yeah. Okay, so now Devin Bush has 66 tackles. He's leading the team in tackles. Right. He's got a sack. He's got two picks, four fumble recovers, and one fumble recovery for a touchdown. So that's another guy with uh, many, many splash plays. Absolutely. And you, as you pointed out, T.J. Watt's stats, and, and he's playing great. But then Cam Hayward, I got I to gotta, – Boy, after what he did yeah, to Quentin Nelson. You know, Cam Hayward has picked up the slack since Stefan Tuitt got hurt. He's True. got 32 tackles, six sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble, or, or, or I'm sorry, 40 tackles, four and a half sacks, one forced fumble. And and he is uh, the unquestioned leader of that defense. You know, Cam is, is no the man. No doubt about it. He is the man. And then I'm looking at Bud Dupree. He's got 32 32 tackles, six sacks, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, and he is playing like a man possessed. We expect that from T.J. Watt. Right. We've expected that from Cam Hayward. But Bud Dupree has showed up in a mighty way this year. You're right on. You know, the one thing about Bud, this is what we've been hoping for. This is what we wanted to see. Mike Tomlin referenced this when he talked about number ones looking like this when they're in their mid-20s, okay? So for whatever reason, be it injury, what have you, Bud is finally reaching that fulfillment of what they they saw on the tapes when they they, uh, drafted Drafted him. Look, I watched not just pure power rush skills and speed rush like we've seen from him in the past but i saw a nice job of using his hands to trap or knock down the hands of costanza right i saw him be able to go one-handed and then throw the uppercut off of it a very nice he tortured tight. anthony costanza chaluch very much so and, and you and, know and, he took him upfield and hit him square when costanza would have that undisciplined kick step and turn around and, and face the sidelines a perfect time yeah to attack him and then what I, one I've not seen him do at all was that duck under yeah. when you got the six seven punching down at the six four and you duck under and you you, you get around the corner. It was it was terrific. And then Cam Hayward uh, tortured Quentin Nelson. Oh my! And, and they're they're talking about Quentin Nelson like he's the next John Hanna. Like he uh, he's the best John Hanna. Yeah, yeah, you know? and and he is, and we just saw. Cam Hayward bull you, rush him all day. How do you take a six-five, three hundred and thirty-pound man who has been dominant against other guys, and you just put him on skates? Not once, not twice, but numerous times throughout the game. You know how even you do to the it. Point, even to the point where you knock him into the starting quarterback, and the starting quarterback gets hurt out. because of the the keister of his offensive lineman. Right. Right. Okay, let me put it to you this way. Yes. You do that with technique. Yes. And Cam Hayward uh, does a great lockout, and uh, Quinn Nelson does not have great technique. And he he tries to engulf yes. and headbutt you, and when he tried to do that, Cam Hayward uh, locked what out power. on him and drove what him back, back into Woo. the lap of the, uh, uh, the quarterback. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm looking at these guys, but I'm going to go back to Minka Fitzpatrick. 
because of well deserved the splashes he's made uh, in the few games that he's been here and adjusting to a new defense and having a, 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 an awareness, a feel for the game. I, I love this pick on that seam route to uh, Jack Doyle, and he knew it was going to Jack Doyle uh, because the uh, the time they were you in were the reserve before. You were talking about yeah. this during the game. Yeah. I so said, what was he doing? Watch Jack Doyle. You know, uh, and so he was. Uh, so he cheated over away from Jack Doyle to sucker uh, Brian uh, Hoyer Hoyer into throwing at Jack Doyle. So Jack Doyle runs a seam ride, and right before the snap, he he rotates over. When that, I thought that was sensational. Yeah, it was great for a second-year guy to be able to do yeah. that. And do that so as to completely mystify right. an 11-year veteran like Brian Hoyer is. Yeah. I mean, that's really cagey stuff. And to do that on a team that you've only been here for a month and a half. Right. Yeah, Zooks, man, that just says everything about your quality of, of knowing what's going on at the back end there and being yeah. able to do something about it. Yeah, it was, it was uh, a beautiful place. So I'm going to go with uh, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick as uh, uh, Very my, good. I think that, that's excellently done, uh, no yeah. doubt. All right, uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Robbie in North Carolina. Robbie, welcome to the locker room. Oh, how you doing, guys? Good, buddy. Fabulous. How you doing? Good. good. It, it's North Dakota, by the way. Sorry, I mean that. Oh, oh I'm North sorry. Dakota. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What did I say? A little bit farther north and a little bit colder. Oh. <laughs> so, North Carolina. So, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I wanted to comment on a few things. Uh, as far as MVPs go, I think on offense, I agree with Connor just because of his production. And, uh, you know, the, the team looks completely different when he's in there. No offense to the other running backs, you know, but Connor just, you know, I, I, you watch plays, pass plays. You see, he, picks up, he picks up blitzes, and his, his pass blocking is second to none. I, I always get impressed at watching him pick up guys coming in for pass blocking. I think, I think that's. I don't think he gets enough credit for doing that because it's not an easy thing to do to pick out who's coming and who's not. Right. And uh, right. I think he does an excellent job of that. As far as the defense goes, um, I, I was torn. I, I I know that you want to pick one guy, but I got to split it between three. You know, Minka obviously with his splash plays, his 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 picks, but what Bud and TJ are doing, I think is uh, it, it's hard to get away from that i mean dj watts just been wrecking everything in every game consistently and bud dupree is is about the same type of force on the other side i mean it's hard for me to to pick between those three uh and i would split it up between them as far as i wanted to get your guys' opinion on something here on offense um one thing is that really makes me nervous is how much we're putting the ball on the ground not necessarily that we're fumbling it a lot but in the crucial times, you know, I think, what, two of our losses, maybe three, we fumbled the ball in the fourth quarter. Right. You right. know, when we either had the lead or the chance to go ahead in, I know the Baltimore game, I think even the Seahawks game, it yeah. might have been the Niners game. It, 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 that, I don't, that scares me. I mean, these guys are putting the ball on the ground, with, and it goes all the way back to last year. You know, and, and James Conner happened to him in the, in the Cleveland Browns game. You know, I mean, you know, the first game of last season, and, and that makes me a little nervous. And, and even with Rudolph's interception, you know, uh, against the Colts, when the ball went right through Juju's hands, it's like that. those are big plays that we can't 
we can't have. Do you guys do you, do you think that's just young guys or just the nature of the NFL? Because obviously defenses are punching yeah. it out, which they're taught to do. Well, you know, yeah. But, uh, it well, you know, like now here's the one thing lot. that bothers me, though. Remember, of the four INTs that Mason has gotten, three of them have bounced off receivers', receivers hands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got yeah. we've got to have our receivers making big plays for our young quarterback. That's how you build confidence, and that's how you start fast. So, Robbie, uh, the reason uh, the guys are are, are, are are pounding the ball more and digging, trying to dig them out is because they can't, you know, they can't go for the Paya hits. Uh, and the Paya hits is... True. Uh, that's it, a great it, point. Yeah, is uh, when uh, it's the Doppler effect. It's when you get hit <laughs> in the left earlobe the, the sound travels through your brain into the right earlobe, and that sounds like pie-ya. And so that's the <laughs> Doppler effect. So they, you can't do that anymore. You, you're not allowed yep. to, uh, to do that anymore. So now uh, they're, they're, you, you see a lot more guys pounding the, uh, trying to pound the ball out. And, I, I, you know, that's a great point. I never thought of it like that because when I was in high school playing football, we started in seventh grade. We were taught you need to separate the guy from the football. That's how hard right. you're supposed to hit him. Yep. You know, I mean, and that's what we were taught all through high school. You know, and that's how we played. You literally hit him as hard as you could, right. so he dropped the ball. You know, yeah. and I guess that makes sense. You know, guys are adjusting, and because you, you're seeing across the NFL, guys pounding the ball out like crazy. Right. I mean, the ball is no coming question. out on these runners a lot. You know, and another thing I want to uh, your guys' opinion on our, our offense. Um, I like what Bickner's doing. Uh, Mason, he, he's growing. You know, obviously, I mean, I talked to you guys about this before. When you go from Ben for the last 15 years to a new guy, it's tough, you know. But but uh, what I don't see a lot of, which I miss, is, you know, uh, the tight, you know, play-action pass with a tight end up the seam. Or it seems like we don't have a lot of guys coming across the field for those natural picks and confusion of linebackers. Or am I missing that? Or you talking are about the crossing routes? Yeah, we're, we're we're running a little crossing, but he's you know one thing that Mason, and it's not Randy Feedner because Randy's a great offensive coordinator and a great quarterback coach, and he's teaching Mason. Mason is learning; he is in the learning process, and mm. uh, and and he, he's gonna just. Got to be patient Robbie. with him. Robbie, he's going to grow. He's going to get better and yeah. better and better as the season goes on. His work ethic is too good to not get better. Yes. And the more reps he gets, the more comfortable he's going to be. He's going to be more comfortable seeing coverages. He's going to be more comfortable making. I mean, he's made a lot of great decisions, but he's not taking chances and he's not throwing the ball into coverage. And uh, uh, you know, you're going to see. A little more of of that taking chances as the season goes along. All right, he's not, he, he, but he's but he's still in the learning process. And I, and I appreciate that. But one thing I love that I've seen with him that has impressed me the most, go you know even back to the to the Miami game and this game, I don't know if I've seen a quarterback stand so unafraid and throw the ball right. in a split second before he gets hit. I was yeah. There was there was plays in that Miami game. In this Colts game, he's standing there scanning, scanning, and there's a guy coming free, and he, I don't think his eyes even even looked at that guy. And I was, I thought his release was super, super fast. You know, right. it seemed like he was just standing there with the ball, and in a split second he had it down the field. I mean, does, 
Does he have the big arm like Ben? I mean, I, or, or is it? He doesn't have the, the arm <laughs> as big as Ben, but he's got a he's got a strong arm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you'll, you'll and see it come I out. just I love how he stands in the pocket. I I mean, you know I what? Everybody loves that. He's you know? fearless. Yeah, he's yeah. fearless when it comes yeah. to that. All right. So, all right, guys. Hey, I'll let you take some calls. It's great to hear from you guys. Keep it up, and God bless. Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, brother. God bless you, too. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, we are at the East Club at Hinesfield celebrating the Holy Family Institute's 27th annual Arthur J. Rooney Sr. Courage House Awards luncheon. Uh, we'll be back after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. All right. Uh, we've been going over our MVPs and talking about how this team has gotten back into the hunt at 4-4. Four and four. You got the L.A. Rams at home, which is uh, – and they're coming off uh, of a bye week, so hopefully they start – slow out of the gate and uh we start uh fast uh let's go to the phones uh we've got uh, cr in chicago uh welcome to the locker room cr what's going on you two old fogies here i'm still next to chicago how the heck are you this morning guys we're getting older and foggier oh i missed you guys man i I didn't get a chance to get on there yesterday because uh i'm working on a a project on facebook i got a pregame uh things I put together, and then I got a uh, after-the-game thing I put together, so I was up all night those night, because I usually get in at 11, 12 o'clock at night, so uh, anyway, it's good to be back on the, on the phone with you guys. Uh, man, just so many things going on, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where to start at. I'm just, well, I'm excited that we're at, we're at 500. That's a, that, that's a blessing in itself, based on the, our overall situation. I think, uh, I think Chicago... Uh, excuse me, I think uh, our Steeler Nation is kind of spoiled because as you guys were saying earlier, you know, for the last uh, 10, 12, 15 years, you know, we've had a rock there quarterback and we haven't had to deal with, with all this new stuff. I think a lot of the people are very, very uh, spoiled to the fact that they just want everything to be perfect, but it's not perfect. I like wow. the game plan. I like what the coaches are doing. Uh, I think we're coming along very well with a new guy. Uh, what are your comments on that? I think I, I'm in I'm in agreement, uh, uh, Cr. I, I just think uh, I, you know I'm I'm a big uh, Mason Rudolph fan, and uh, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan, and I'm a big Randy Feedner fan, uh, and I and I just think that the offense is get, they're going to get better and better and better. You know, they it, one of the things we've said all all uh, um, all day long, and and you know Mason's learning. But yeah. that that learning process, because of his playing and because of his work ethic, will be accelerated. And so, you know, I, I, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really encouraged, and I think uh, that he's going to get on a roll pretty soon. You know, one of the things we used to talk about back in the gym days was I, I loved the martial art of jujitsu, and it was a very complex and intricate art. A lot of a lot of fun training in it, but one guy told me, and it was a great line. He said, "Jujitsu is nothing but time on the mat." In yeah. other words, the more time you spend at it, the yeah. better you get. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Mason. You know, good quarterbacking is nothing but 
more time spent in the in the in this you know in in the meeting rooms, out on the field, throwing the ball, timing up, getting in the game, and actually doing it. All those things come together to create a better quarterback. That's what Mason's going to be. Just give him time. Yeah, and and you know we got we got better uh, as offensive linemen. Week in and week out when we play. Right. You know, you, you, you start to get a feel of the game. And it doesn't happen mm-hmm. in three games. It doesn't happen in three no. games. <laughs> it, ta- it takes a, a, a lot longer than that. Uh, but, you, 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 you know, and, and then all of a sudden, CR, the light bulb turns yeah. on. And then you go, oh, okay. I get it. You know what I mean? You you, you, you you get it, and then you're uh, and then you're off and running. And that's the way you know, I'm looking forward to uh to him, yeah, because you start you start playing on instinct initially. It's, it's like you said, he's he's ti- his timing and everything. But I think he's gonna. I, I'm I'm happy with him, and I'm happy with the whole team. I'm happy with where we're at. And the other yeah. thing too, that this in his favor is that this defense is coming alive at the right time, man. I am so pumped right. up about the defense, old school defense, man. And yeah. you guys are talking about uh, uh, who who we're gonna name the MVP. I'm just gonna go with the whole defense because you got. The five people that we talked about, uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, all of them coming together, and 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 Fitzpatrick, I mean, he's just a, a lightning rod up there, and I think he's exciting right. everybody around him, man, to be so new. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think there's a healthy competition between Bud and uh, TJ. Oh, yeah. uh, they're just trying, you know, TJ Wild. He said we are all around the football, a bunch of ball hawks. We're trying to. Uh, punch it out and tip the ball and these guys are unselfish guys and i and, and but there's a there's a healthy competition and uh yeah. you know uh, uh tj's got seven and a half sacks but dupree's got six sacks i always say that between the two outside guys you have to have at least 20 to 25 sacks and they're well on their way to that would you just think about up. the addition of, of stefan to it how much fun that would have been yeah that's such oh, a shame man. the young yeah. man got hurt but but it's he's not there right all right. It, it is. It is what it is. So yes, it okay, is. guys. Hey, uh, we'll talk some more about about what, what's going on. But I'm very happy right now. Very excited. Right. And uh, in the meantime, and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right, Cr. Thanks for the call. Take care. All right. It's four one two nine one nine one three one six. Let's go to Mike in Jacksonville. Mike, welcome to the locker room. Guys, how you doing? Good, Doing buddy. well. How are you? Yeah, I don't like following CR. You know, that's like, I can't perform like he can. But I do have a simple question. Oh, you, 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 you're, you're not yeah. performing. You're just uh, talking to us. We're not. We're not. We don't. We don't grade anybody, Mike. Well, I'm glad to know I'm not being graded. Anyway, here's my question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's look. My question is this. Who pays for these these independent doctors? Is it the NFL? Is it the Steelers? Or does the patient pay for it? I think the patient pays. I think they they go there uh, uh, when you go to an independent doctor. Your insurance pays for it. Well, no, insurance, would, if you're it would be through the team, would it be through the team? I would think. Yeah, if, I'm sure that if the team it. suggests it. But if the guy wants to get it, yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Yeah, that could be. If you demanded to go to a specific guy outside of maybe the NFL hierarchy, you know what I mean? Yeah. That might be something. But uh, but if he's he's paying with his insurance, wouldn't his insurance be through the team? 
Yeah, well, the insurance is through the NFL. I would think so, but, Mike, these guys aren't hurting for any money or yeah. any medical coverage. Well, my question is, what makes these guys independent? Because somehow they're still getting paid by the NFL or by the team. Are you talking about the independent observers that, that are up in the... No, I'm talking about, like, the, the room with, uh, with Foster's injury. He has to go through several doctors before he gets declared. Oh, that's all like, NFL like, orchestrated. Yeah, that's no, all that's, NFL. That is yeah. all, yeah. Yeah. You're talking about going to an independent observer, but is still going to be under the NFL fold of <laughs> insurance and coverage and everything. Okay? All right. And all right. As, far as, the, as far as your office is MVP... When you guys are talking about Roosevelt, Nick, you sold me on him because he does make an improvement on that, that running game. And as far as defensive, I, I'm sorry, to it without it, without to it that that defensive line pressure is not as good as he, as, he, as when he's playing. But you kind of overlooking uh, Stephen Nelson as also as MVP because he's been playing pretty good. Right, that's you know, a good point, Mike. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, All right. right, guys, you have a good day. All right, you too, Thank uh, you, Mike. Uh, Mike. All right. You know, Mike made a great point yeah. because Stephen Nelson has had right. an excellent first half of the season. But he also was very correct when he said the defensive line isn't quite what it was yeah. uh, w- with, 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 without Stefan to it. And, of course, that's the way it is. I mean, yeah. the offense isn't what it was with Ben. Right. You know what I mean? And that's hey. just – and Mike's making that point. That's, that's a valid point. And, you know, and that's why Coach Tomlin says next man up. Right. Uh, and that's why that that is a cliche because it's a truism, and uh, you, you gotta you gotta continue uh, that manner. So you've got to uh, have that frame yeah, of mind to yeah, even be able to yeah. approach, you know, competing out right. there. If, if you simply go, I'm just filling time until Ben comes back. Uh-huh. That you that 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 does not characterize a guy going out and getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, uh, all right, we are, are, are we're going to take a break, and uh, uh, we'll be back uh, with uh, uh, Art Rooney uh, to, to talk about the Holy Family Institute. He's Wolf Amtunch, and you are in the locker room. We are at the East Club at Heinz Field celebrating the Holy Family Institute's 27th annual Arthur J. Rooney Sr. Courage House Award Luncheon. We'll be back after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, we're back in the locker room with Craig Wolfley. We're at the East Club at Hinesfield celebrating with the Holy Family Institute, the 27th annual Arthur J. Rooney Sr. Courage House Awards Luncheon. And joining us, the president of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Art Rooney II. Art, thanks for joining us. Great to be with you guys. You got a packed house here. Yeah, we do have a packed house, yeah. as usual. The, yeah. the, uh, the event has been that it grows every year, it seems like. And uh, glad to see it looks like another sellout here today. All right, before we get into the Holy Institute, uh, we've been handing out our uh, halfway point MVPs. Uh, so uh, uh, Wolf went with. David DeCastro offensively. I went with James Conner. He went with uh, T.J. Watt defensively. I went with 
uh, with Mika Fitzpatrick. Now, remember, I voted for Mike Webster every year as yeah, our yeah. MVP <laughs> back in the day when we were playing. Yes. Yeah. I'm shocked that you picked an offensive <laughs> <line>. <laughs> So who do you got for us? Well, you know, I, I uh, try to avoid these kind of questions. Oh, yeah, but, okay. Uh, but I will say that if I had to, to say, uh, you know, the, the defense, there's a lot of candidates Boy, on the there is. at yeah. this point. So it's uh, – it's tough to pick out of that group. Uh, so I'm just going to say the defense. All right, that's good. <laughs> that, 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 that's good. Well played. Uh, so uh, how long have the Pittsburgh Steelers, I know the, the Holy Family Institute has been ministering to this city for years and years and years and years. And uh, uh, I know that uh, your grandfather was involved way back when. So w when did that, that partnership begin? You know, my grandfather uh, was a supporter of Holy Family going back uh, really before my time. And uh, so it goes back decades, that's for sure. And uh, as I think we said, the, you know, this uh, luncheon that we're doing today has been going on for 27 years yeah. now. Mm. And uh, as, as, I, as we also said, it's been growing every year. I mean, I remember when we uh, did it in a little room over at Three River Stadium when we first right. started. Right. It keeps growing. And uh, – so it's been a, a long time, and, and they, they've been doing great work in our community for so long. It's, uh, it's great to be uh, continue to be supporting them. They have, and, you know, I've noticed over the years it's gotten more festive. Right. You know, I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's, which there is joy and celebration and serving. We used to be at the Rivers Club. At yeah, Three yes. River Stadium. Remember? I remember that yeah. the, the first yeah, it time. It was a little, a little quieter yeah. back yeah, then. Yeah, It was. It was a little different. Yeah. But uh, it, it continues to grow, and, of course, today we're uh, – we're, Given the award to uh, to James Conner, who uh, is deserving, obviously. Oh yeah, just a young man we're proud to have on the team, and love to see the way he uh, he fights through uh, all the challenges he has, both uh, oh. on and off the field. Proud of that that young guy. Boy, you gotta love the energy that he brings because when he gets in the huddle, and be it picking up a blitzer, as some of our callers have highlighted, or whether he's running the ball with that straight arm and he's putting it right in the grill of somebody. Um, this young man brings a tremendous amount of effort and uh, excitability that seems to infuse upon the other guys in that huddle, does it not? No, I, I think uh, everybody sort of gets it when he's in there. Uh, you know, he's going to fight for every yard he can get, and, and it kind of rubs off on everybody around him. So, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be back this week. You know what I love about James is uh, he, display, he displays a great deal of thankfulness. Uh, you know, obviously overcoming uh, cancer and uh, now playing in the NFL. And, uh, you know, it's just a, such a humble young man. And uh, and displaying that joy and thankfulness. It, it's, you know, it's it's so admirable. You know, I think he, he understands what he's been through. And uh, I, I'm sure it was a, a life-changing kind of event. And, uh and so he, as you said, he's, he's a humble, humble man. He's a, just thankful to be here and, and thankful for one of those people that's just thankful for every day he has, which uh, really we all should be like that. Amen. And, True. And, Amen. Uh, so like I said, we're, we're just so proud to have him on the team and, uh, and, and happy to see the success he's had so far. I got to ask you, Art, when Kevin Colbert first came to you with the idea of trading for Minka Fitzpatrick, did you look at him and say, we don't do that? <laughs> I mean, not since the days of Buddy Parker yeah, it was did you long, give up those ones. It was a long conversation, I, I have to admit. It was a long <laughs> conversation. And, uh, you know, we, we did a lot of soul searching on that one for a couple of days. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
Boy, has that worked out, out great, huh? Worked out great. He uh, Mink has been a difference maker for us, and uh, you know we we uh, you know we miss Troy and, and uh, uh, Troy Palomalu is somebody that uh, you know it's hard to replace somebody Boy, like that. Yeah. But but Mink has come in and really he's kind of like the the quarterback in the back end there that that uh, you need and uh, kind of reminds you of Troy a little bit so far. You know, uh, Art, uh, after the game, Mike had a great comment. He said, uh, I- I've never thought that I would be saying I'm glad to be at 4-4. Four and four. But you look at the landscape of the AFC, it's great that you guys are 4-4. Four four. You're back in it. You're, you're back in the hunt. You're back in the race. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, I-, I-, I like where you guys are standing right now. You know, I, I just like the fact that our guys kept fighting. You know, when you're 0-3, uh, it, it, it's not easy to wake up and say, hey, we're, you know, we still, uh, we're still in this. We should still be uh, fighting for this. So, you know, the, the guys, uh, obviously, we've had a lot of injuries to overcome here and, and a lot of moving parts in and out of the, the you know, in and out of the backfield now. And uh, so it's been, uh, you know, it's been a lot of, a lot of challenges. And like I say, I'm, I'm happy the way the guys keep fighting and uh hey look you know uh, we're halfway there and no reason to think we can't keep fighting and you know still be alive uh, last game of the season here ready to, to make it take another step i see this offense coming together more and more the defense has just been playing like uh well, playing like rabid dogs with their hair on fire they've just been coming and, and and bud dupree has just been such a a moment of like this is what we've been waiting for right yeah. there i mean he was just all over uh, was, this past was. weekend and the and the pass rush all over Costanzo, but you know watching this offense, at what point when we went out to play the Chargers since we were talking about that, and you got the the Devlin Hodges and everything else going on, and you come back afterwards and you got that first half against Miami and there was there was close to Mallard mania breaking out in the stadium. Duck there calls. was people a lot of, a lot of people doing the woof 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 says <laughs> hey there's a lot of duck calls down there. Yeah, I mean you know it it does give you a feeling like you're inching towards an edge that you didn't want to go there and thank goodness mason is just doing as well as he's doing now you know mason uh he's obviously a young quarterback who's learning uh, week in and week out and and uh he'd be the first to say you know he wants to play better and needs to play better and and really uh, the truth of the matter is i think everybody in the offense feels like uh you know as a, as a team they all need to play better and uh but you know we we uh you know, we, we got the pieces there that they can continue to gel, and uh, hopefully we'll get James back, and, and maybe for the first time this season we'll have uh, James and Jalen Samuels and, and uh, 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 our fullback uh, all, all healthy Rosie. for, the, yep. for uh, the same game. We haven't had that Oh, wouldn't that be year. nice? So that would be that, nice. That's kind, of, that's kind of what we need uh, to have a good balance of running the ball and passing the ball. Uh, uh, changing subjects, uh, your brother Jimmy wrote a, a book on, on your dad, and we're going to have him on uh, Thanksgiving week. He, say, he said he wanted to come on Thanksgiving week because he wants to talk about family. Uh, you know, your dad was such a great man and, uh, uh, and just such a regular guy, uh, such a humble. Your, your family, all oh, you from the chief to uh, your dad to you, uh, a very, very humble family. And uh, so... Did you read the book yet? I, I haven't read it yet. I, haven't got no, it. I, I read the book, and, uh, you know, the great thing about it is, uh, I mean, I knew Jim was working hard on it, uh, but until you read it, you don't realize kind of how many people he actually went and talked <laughs> to. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of great perspectives from people that uh, knew my father well and, you know, knew things that he were he was doing that maybe uh, 
people didn't know the full story. And so it's, uh, and, and it, it involves uh, league stories, uh, stories about his work in Ireland. And, and uh, so I, I think Jim did a great job on it. And, and uh, I uh, think you'll like it. Thank you like the book. Did Jim include a chapter when your dad was over in Ireland jamming to you too? I heard about it. I, I, you know, I didn't know if it was actually documented. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's in the book. I, uh, I have to say, no, I, I read a, uh, whatever you call it, a manuscript version. The, the full book's not out yet. So uh, I assume what I read is still all in the, in the final version there. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to read it again once the, the book actually hits the bookshelves. Yeah, yeah. I remember when your dad came back, uh, uh, I think the first time, and I asked him how it was. He said, man, we go out to dinner a lot. And, that's <laughs> what, and he said, that's wearing me out. Yeah, no, my, my parents, uh, you know, they, they enjoyed going out and being with people. But the truth of the matter is they were uh, – you know, they weren't the type to be going out every night. And, <laughs> and uh, so when you're the ambassador and you live in the uh, the residence there, it, it's kind of uh, you're, you're always on, on duty. Yeah. And your house is kind of always open to some kind of reception. And, you know, my mother would say she'd come down in the morning and there'd be a bunch of people there. She wouldn't even know what they were there for. <laughs> so uh, it was, uh, you know, for, for what they did at their age in life, it was uh, – it's great that they did it, and, and uh, obviously uh, they both loved the, the opportunity that they had to do that. Quite spectacular. Oh, look at your missus now is looking over your shoulder. She's, she's critiquing you now. Uh-oh, Uh-oh I'm in trouble here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, that uh, uh, strike me about your parents was um, when we were in Dallas for the Super Bowl against the oh, Packers, yeah. uh, the Friday, I think it was the Friday morning before the game. It might have been Saturday. Uh, I was I went for a walk and it was blizzarding, and I see this couple under a shawl walking towards me, and and then I and then I recognize your mom and dad. I go, what are you guys doing out in the blizzard? He said, well, we just went to mass, and he and 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 I said, could you get the hotel people to give you a ride? She goes, well, we wanted to walk. Uh, this is a very cool neighborhood, and I I was just thinking it was blizzarding and. With all the owners that come in limos and their stuff, your mom and dad are walking through a blizzard. I, I just thought that was so cool. Well, they, they enjoyed their walks, that's for sure. And, yeah. and obviously, uh, my, my father didn't, uh, there weren't many days that he missed mass. So yeah. uh, I uh, I believe that story. And that was, that was a crazy week with the weather down there. Oh, that's boy, sure. was it crazy. Was you know, the funniest thing, what was those Ormans? Orums, those donuts? Yeah. I'll never forget. I came in and we had some. My buddy Bill brought them. Right, right. And they had these 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 cinnamon bun rolls that are as big as like Princess Leia. If you put them up by your ears, yeah, it yeah. looks like the hair. Yeah. And I'll never forget. I had some. And I saw your dad. He was eyeballing. I said, "Mr. Rooney, would you like to? You know, you in interested in a donut?" And there were some other smaller ones. He went right for the big one. He said, "Don't tell Mrs. Rooney." <laughs> <laughs> he liked his donuts too. Yeah. Yes. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I, and the other the other story that I really remember about your father is uh, uh, when uh, we were on strike, and oh, yeah. he heard through the grapevine that I was looking for a place to practice, and he did a great job of taking the replacement players up to Johnstown, and so the, my phone rings, and I and I and I go, Tunch, this is Dan. He said, uh, I heard you're looking for uh, a place to practice. I said. Yeah, coach. Yeah, coach. Yeah, Mr. Rooney. I'm, I'm looking for a place. He goes, there is a key on Marianne's desk 
to the north side practice field. You didn't get it from me. <laughs> That's a good story. That's yeah. That's a good story. That was a crazy time. That's yeah. for sure. That's yeah. For sure. Uh, it, it, it was. And, uh, uh, you know, I think I was the only player rep that wasn't afraid of getting cut because all the player reps were afraid of getting cut. I said, well, Mr. Rooney is just a, a fair guy and a, and a loving guy. And, I, I you know, I, I wasn't. You know, and we were on the same page. You know, he said when we went on strike, you know, he said keep them together, Touch. Keep them together. And uh, uh, and that was. Well, you know, Touch, I, I, I have to say that I, I, I know that he uh, appreciated what you did and respected uh, the way you handled uh, everything that, uh, you know, in that episode. And, uh, you know, those things are. Are not easy to get through. Oh, they're not. And sometimes it takes, uh, you know, a lot of patience. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, he, he just always had a, a basic respect for the players and understood that, right. you know, they had a point of view too. And, and uh, we're, uh, you know, we're just trying to do what was right on their end of the, the spectrum. I think that's the one significant thing every player can take from having been a Steeler was yeah. the fact that the door was always open right. and the availability to talk to either yourself or your dad or your grandfather. Or your grandfather. Yeah. You know, especially when you'd be out walking around the field having a cigar, or, you know, watching practice. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, sometimes we worried that he was giving away too many cigars to the players. Right. But, uh, <laughs> that's a different story. I, I'm not going to say he got me started. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it truly was yeah. fabulous. And, you know, to see all this, I often wonder sometimes what your grandfather would say if to see – Heinz Field to see Holy Family Institute bonded with right. the Steelers yeah. and all the things that have been done and you know from just what 1933 it's incredible. Uh, yeah. Well, I think you'd be happy that we uh, you know we have a stadium here on the north side uh, right. right down the street from his house. That part would have went over good. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, it it, uh, it it is uh, it, it is great. So uh, you know we're excited about yeah. Go ahead. I think we've got Art. I think we've got to let you go. Mrs. Rooney is. Been okay. the fact that you got a picture, right. I think. All right. I guess I got to go. Thanks for joining us, Art. Good to be with yeah. you guys. Thank you. Thanks for Thanks all you do. Rooney. Yeah, Absolutely. Thanks, Have thanks, a good uh, day. All right. Uh, uh, Art Rooney II, the uh, president of the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, joining us, and uh, we had a great uh, conversation with him. And and uh, uh, I was afraid he was going to get in trouble. Yeah, you know, yeah, we just yeah. had to make sure he got, yeah, the, we got yeah, the picture yeah, going. Yeah, got the pictures going. Uh, and. Uh, you know, uh, and we were, and we were. Uh, this is great. This is it a great is. event. You know, we 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 started back here last year, uh, and uh, and it was uh, just a, a beautiful, beautiful. It's event. a great event. We see James is up there right now and uh, getting pictures and so forth. And you know, it's a great event that just. To me, it says everything about uh, the Steelers. Yeah. You know All what right. I mean? uh, so uh, uh, we're done. Uh, uh, we are done. Thanks, uh, Kel. Thanks, Greg. And uh, we're uh, uh, coming up next is the uh, Mike Tomlin press conference. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. So long. God bless everyone. You're in the locker room. <laughs>